We're taking that, that JRE approach, man. We we talked about it way back at the very beginning, and we're just, fuck it, we're just gonna ramble about whatever we want, and that's how that's how we like to do these. So that's how it goes, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> GMV episode 87. I'm Luke. I'm Joe. We're back again, man. Cruising with this. So we were just discussing it a little bit before, but we, we've been using SoundCloud to host this the whole time we've been doing. I just want to throw it out there real quick because we like to explain exactly how we're doing this. First off, just for how easy it is. And if anyone happens to be curious, like I have had a couple friends asked me in the past, none of them have actually done it yet. I hope they do, but asked been like, Hey, where do you host your podcast? Because they want to put up a show about something like, yeah. Uh, another friend just sent me last week. It was just a random, it was a clip from a local newspaper back from where we're from the Brattleboro reformer about a kid that we went to high school with and it was showing them podcasting in some radio studio or some shit like that. And just, uh, I don't know. I just love to see how, quick this shit's spreading out it's still like i said i want to bring up how easy it is for us to host it i was gonna say we switched from soundcloud to which is of course mostly music and stuff but they have a decent little podcast uh option on there switch to this this newer site that does just podcasts called anchor i just flipped the rss feed right over went as smooth as anything it looked like i was expecting it to be way way more annoying because as we've talked about many times before neither of us are really too tech savvy with this shit but uh super easy i was just impressed that they had the platform all set up ready to go so that was dope and then to go on what i was saying before it's just cool how many people are jumping into it from you see all sort of celebrities making a really high level like produce shows but still a much more personal version than anything they would ever have so say yeah. like one and honestly i haven't listened to it. this one i've been meaning to it's that motherfucker who looks just like the Nickelback guy, but he's an a- Dak Shepard. He's a okay, he's an yeah, actor. Yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking about. A, yeah, yeah, decent actor. And I've I've seen clips here and there because his show's been pretty big. For he just sits down with people, and of course, his angle is he's able to get other movie stars and people like that on the show. So of course, it's it's going to be big just off his name and that right away. But he also just so happens to be a great podcast hosts like he's good at talking to people you know get some comfortable get some talking about stuff that you would never see otherwise so even if that guy like that fucking movie star could have easily had a a talk show late night show radio show anything like that at any point in his career but it never would have been like this never would have been face to face like him he wouldn't have had all the control over how it's done all the way down like i said people that, that we went to high school and ourselves would be the best example here we can just flip open our computers and and record one of these real quick. So I love the way podcasts are going. It's still not like totally mainstream as far as there's still a few people like podcasts. Hmm. Like, I don't like everyone is at this point, like a few years ago when we started people and we've talked about it, how you weren't aware of what a podcast is. when I tried to get you to start this shit, got (laughs) you listening to Rogan. It was, (laughs) it was all over, but (laughs) the, yeah, the thing is that it it just it's just such an easy way to put out a show, and like I said, it changes the dynamic because you it, it can be entirely organic from the people who are putting it out, and it doesn't have yeah. to be like that. There's plenty of totally produced radio shows that just upload their stuff, but I just like that it it's diversified the type of content. 
versus everything that comes through and this isn't necessarily bad but it often is everything that comes through mainstream news channels cable tv all that is so heavily filtered like i know you hear hear him talk about it too but so many comedians will talk about how much of a bitch it is to get a show or something like that approved and the ridiculous auditions they have to go through and it's like damn you're just literally filtering out your talent like the studio execs who do that and that's why all these people have blown up famous or not whether it's just up their status as an already established person or people who have started an entirely just on their in their own lane are able to to make a, a complete little movement with a, a show so i think that's pretty dope man Definitely. but Fucking yeah I, mean, I, I, I love it I yeah love, i love podcasting with you i mean we said that about it you know many times before and the benefits that we get from it but uh just that it's blowing up and being able to have all that really honestly it's uh it's just having the option to listen to somebody's opinion if you care about listening to another opinion on something else well an unfiltered opinion unless it's the person putting it out that would filter it like and where we for we have there's nothing to check we can say whatever the fuck we want on this that's what what we appreciate about it so much really the only shit we would leave off here is something that's personal not even the sense like i would honestly i would say anything about my personal life the only thing i'm leaving off is about people we know yeah who, that i would leave their personal shit out of it that's it yeah, that's the yeah only I, time I, I don't like, have business yeah, yeah and that can go however someone wants like if you want to you can censor yourself to a certain topic you can just adjust to, for the sake of a, a show focus on it but we're taking that, that jre approach man we we talked about it way back at the very beginning and we're just, fuck it, we're just gonna ramble about whatever we want. And that's how that's how we like to do these. So that's how it goes, man. Hell yeah. So on to the current shit, man. What uh what's your day been like? What are we? It's uh, Thursday here? Yeah, fucking Thursday. You know, it's been a it's been a pretty good day. I got um I have to say I've been crushing some serious legs. I I'd like a little more power okay. to my legs here and there. And uh not just power, of course I'm going for a little bit of looks because I'm hoping I'm pushing to do a, a comp in the summertime, towards the end of the summertime. So I have a few months here still to mess around. I really got to get serious probably about four months too. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I'm doing right now is I just really want to get a lot more strength. And the new gym that I'm going to, Flex the Flex Fitness there, it's pretty badass. It's got a lot of versatile equipment and stuff. And I went a little easier today on legs, but I did single leg instead of doing double on everything. Hell yeah. And, uh, man, I'll tell you, fucking, I've been sore as shit all day doing that single after doing double for probably about four weeks straight. What exercises? So uh, do it. We, I'm mainly working quad and a little bit of glute in there, but trying to mainly work uh, quad and uh, calf on these days, and then I'll do hamstring and glute on the, on the off days. But uh, right now we're doing, like, re- regular presses, um, single leg presses, of course, single leg calf. And then uh, what I'm really loving right now is the vertical press. I'm loving this vertical press. Mm-hmm. It's fucking badass. It feels comfortable. It's not a lot on your joints and stuff. And, like, I didn't push a lot today uh, with it, but you definitely can. Like, it's something that you can load up. You can really – I feel like there's going to be a lot of growth with that. There's a lot of uh, glute action as well because you are vertically – but there's a lot of quad in there as well, and it takes off the pressure off my knees. You know, they have a couple yep. different machines in there that are fucking unique, man. It looks like you're sitting in a uh, like a roller coaster chair. So <laughs> it's a chair that goes around your body just like you were to pull a roller coaster harness down and around. 
-hmm. and uh, it has a board in the front of you about at a 45 degree angle and you stand on that and you squat down like it looks like it'd be Mm -hmm. badass and it probably is but the pressure that it throws on your fucking knees is just not not for me you know is that the hack squat it's kind of like a hack squat but it's not it's really some it's, weird ass yeah it's machine. a weird ass fucking squat machine it's it's mm-hmm. different but what i've noticed um i don't know if anybody else could take this either but from working working out especially as somebody's like myself that works out you know sometimes twice a day seven days a week and shit it's just um you gotta you gotta wash the joints so anything that doesn't feel comfortable to me at all i will mm-hmm. i will not either do heavy weight on it maybe i'll do more iso on it but um I really stay away from anything that does not make me feel comfortable. Like I understand there's a there's a level of uncomfortable feeling that I want to feel, but I want to feel it in the right spots. I want to feel uncomfortable, like my legs are burning, not like my knees are gonna blow through the you know, blow yeah. Yeah, right. I completely agree, man. Yeah. yeah, and if there's it, I, I've ignored this advice for years, and finally getting smart enough to take it. But like, <laughs> if you have a little tweak on something, outside of having a competition in like the next couple of weeks in whatever that you're training for. And hopefully it's something that you're getting fucking paid for, or at least just means a lot to you. If yeah. there's any tweak in like, say you uh, like a tweak on your back or a joint that's starting to, to ache and feel not how it should. Like if you've been training for a while, we all know what it is. The difference between that good burnt out feeling in your muscle when you've just worked the muscle you're trying to hit versus something that's a little off. You just got to stop and work. There's always a way to work around it. Always. always. So, it doesn't think, mean just take time off from the gym, but you, it, it, there's no sense in just pushing through. It's, uh, it's like roughly eight times as long for a tendon and connective tissue to recover as, as a muscle. And that should be factored into any smart training program anyway, like deload weeks, however you rest days, however you, you figure it out. But you have to be aware that it's not just, you don't just hammer the muscle, let it come back, hammer the muscle, let it come back. You got to also let the the connective tissue heal, recover, and that gets stronger as well. It's another huge benefit of, of training. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And like uh, people, I think, lose that where they get so stuck in this mindset that they have to work out this way to get strong in this movement. Mm-hmm. Like say a deadlift, yeah. you Deadlift is a fucking all-around like bodybuilding. You get fucking strong in general just about everywhere from that lift, holding on to the thing, supporting And yourself. one of the easiest lifts to fuck your back up on. To fuck your back up on. So like... I'll do some deadlifts usually with dumbbells and stuff, but it's not really ideal for me. So I'll tap into them maybe once a month, maybe maybe twice a month. But what I'm doing is I'm building up all those same fucking muscles, doing similar things that benefit that same type of muscle, give me the strength and the growth that I'm looking for in a different way. So even if you're doing a squat, say a lot of people I see doing squats are, are fucking ridiculous out there, but say you're doing a squat and you're, you know, you're just not feeling it in the hips or whatever. Maybe now you should go to the machine for a while. Just do it off the machine. You know what I mean? Or maybe mm-hmm. you should do a hack squat or whatever a it is. A goblet squat should just, with a kettlebell is a great yeah, way take, to teach yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Or like go right to one-legged presses. To try mm-hmm. uh, go to the press and just do one-legged presses. Stop doing dual action. Yeah, I got one that you definitely have to try if you've been liking some one-leg stuff. The Bulgarian split squat. So it's a squat where you have your your back foot elevated a little. But I only, only like probably six months ago learned how to do them correct. So I've seen that for years. I'd mix it in here or there and never loved it because most people, you just grab a couple dumbbells, put your leg up on the standard bench in the gym and squat basically like a weird yeah. one-legged squat on your front leg. So 
that's pretty trash how you do that. So that movement, it's not that the movement is is all that bad, but it would just be much much better to say just do a normal front or back squat. If you do that same mo- movement, you don't want your leg elevated that high, probably around like six, eight inches, your toe resting on something. So like a lower box or, or whatever, you can even have set dumbbells up on their end if they have the, the flat kind. So you get a good spot to rest your foot. And then you have to angle your body forward a little bit and keep that angle through the entire motion. So instead of staying straight up and holding dumbbells just by your side, you're bent not to like a 45, but probably like 15 degree forward bend that loads your hips so then it puts it because if you do it wrong i mean there's not really any completely wrong way to do do an exercise but a, a much less beneficial way we'll put it like that you it feels like a weird stress on your calf and it feels pretty stressful on the knee if you do it right it loads up your your glute and the the back of your leg in a, a way that really nothing else i've come across does so yeah. it's almost like uh, you're almost in a shortened lunge position with the back foot elevated, and then you're just doing reps on the front leg. But it's all about keeping the, the forward lean with your torso. And, of course, your brace and everything, just like any squat. It's a killer movement, man. I'll send you we'll a check video. It out, yeah. The video I saw that, that got me doing it right. It's, uh, it's a great movement. So I've been, doing, I've been doing a lot of front squats and at the moment outside of front squats all the other leg exercises i've been doing which i have quite a few in the mix are all single leg all kinds of different stuff hell yeah like i'm trying to do it um for one i see a big difference um you know like i was saying i wanted to strengthen it up for some some uh just in general strength and power but also uh like in kickboxing i could see a huge difference within the consistency of my uh of my leg workouts like i've been really hammering it now for about three months really mm-hmm. wanting to try to i want to really i really want to grow especially me i got a little I, I didn't realize i had some hamstring fucking issues like um my left side i don't know what the hell happened i must i must have shredded them bitches like ripped them right mm-hmm. up one time because it's like one fucking hamstring now uh the guys the guy that was working on me trying to fucking break them up he uh said he's never seen anything like that like it's just like one giant band he says, is there one point where you were out for a couple of months? I was like, no, man, just kept fucking going. He's like, well, these things were ripped up. He goes, bad. Mm-hmm. Most people would have been down and out. I was like, well, I can't remember a time where it was that bad. But anyway, so with that in mind, I'm trying to strengthen it up. I'm trying to get them to be more mobile and strength in the same same time. And within working. Now, hold just- up. What are you doing for that, though? For the mobile? Yeah. yeah. For for so, the hamstrings. To, so what, but- what, what exercise are you using to correct? So uh, right now, right now, I'm just uh, I'm just strengthening them. But my exercise that I'm correcting, I'm not really doing anything cor- to correct them other than the stretching and the rolling and the constant hammering with my machine gun over and over again. I do it a half hour in the morning. I do nothing but rolling. I uh, and by your machine gun, you mean one of those pulse massagers, yes, right? Yes, yes. Right, just just to be clear, we are. <laughs> We're very American here, but no, no real guns for mobility. Yeah, so I'm not. I'm not pulling out the fucking the machine gun for the mobility. Yeah, hitting it with a rubber bullet, man. You know, <laughs> impact. But right now, I'm getting. I'm getting pretty serious. I've been going through a lot of Kelly Sturette. That's actually what I'm uh, basing a lot of my uh, exercise or yeah stretches and stuff off of. A lot of my recovery is based off of him right now. I'm trying to focus on that because a lot of the things that I focus through him about my shoulder and my overactive pat, uh, pec and um, 
how I, how I fixed that with just a lacrosse ball through his recommendations was amazing. So I'm really paying attention to what he has to say and what I know from the past on my hamstrings. But like right now, I'm I'm doing some painful shit. Like I'll take the the very end of the of the uh, roller. So this is a foam roller too. I don't know if everybody knows what a foam roller is. Just a long, long cylinder. It's about eight. I feel eight like anyone who's listening to this better know what a fucking foam fuck roller it. is. You know what I mean? But anyways, <laughs> the end of it. So the very end of it, it's fucking. It's rugged when you get that bitch in the middle of your leg. And then I throw a fifty pound weight on my on my thigh just to put the pressure. Crush it, yeah. Dude, I fucking cry sometimes. Dude, I can't so lie, bad. man. I think a lot of mobility work and especially like deep tissue stuff, but a lot of different mobility stuff, whether it's making you cramp or it's like that, like working into a knot in the muscle. Yeah. To me, it's significantly more painful than say like doing a max effort squat, which oh, yeah. in a it's way so also but painful. it hurts mobility work is a lot harder. And that's why so many people don't do it like and it's great that it's getting more popular at least the info's out there but it really it sucks to do even just stretching correctly really sucks so i gotta bring up fun you know like some people don't think it's like that's the biggest thing that i hear about everybody when i when i recommend shit or tell them what i do it's not fucking fun to get bored i said all right so this is what you do you make it that one make something out of it yeah you smoke some fucking weed so colorado we're just talking legal shit so 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 like so what I'll do is I'll fucking take a couple hits. I'll roll it out, listening to like some tunes or something or a podcast. And I'll just roll it out a little bit. Then I'll get up. I'll go do like grab something to drink real quick, come back. So I give myself like five yeah. or six different things to do while stretching. So like I'll do a whole uh, – like say I'll roll my back out, my whole back. I just rolled the complete, rolled it out for three, five minutes, something like that. Then I'll get up, move around, come right back to it. Then I'll get my hamstrings. Then I'll go up, do something, come back. And that way it's not like a consistent like pounding of, of, of stretching and rolling and then you're bored with it and then you're like, what the fuck? I'm getting shit done around my house and I'm not it's not too bad of a time, man. Sometimes I end up falling yeah. asleep in positions, I have to say. Done There's that for times sure. where yep. <laughs> I'll get like <laughs> Absolutely. Real, real chill. Yeah, but yep. that might have to do, do with a little bit. Stretched out and then falling asleep <laughs> right on the floor for sure, man. Uh, a funny little trick, it's a, a Kelly Sturette one as well, if uh, really like calms down your parasympathetic nervous system, just relax you at night. If you take a foam roller or like a, some kind of ball, you want something softer than like a basketball, but that size, like a, a kickball, that kind of something with a little more squish to it. If you, you do a little compression, like basically rolling out your, your stomach, like lower abs, it's super relaxing. That shit'll, especially like if you've had a, a hard day of training, it'll it'll relax you real quick. But so that's exercise, funny that you just said that because that's that's something that I've been doing a lot is rolling my abs out because I've been having this it, issue with my fucking pelvic man that just will not give up. It will not fucking release and stay relaxed. Like I always have it either pulling in the front or pulling in the back, and I can mm-hmm. feel what the hell's going on. I'm, I'm way too body. I'm almost too aware. It's it's fucking pisses me off because yeah. if I'm like if I'm like training, you know, I'm like I'm running all around, jumping and shit, fucking doing pad work with pad work with people and shit. Um, I get <laughs> yep. I get all fucking like weirded out because I'm worried about how my pelvic's sitting. And I gotta go in the back and like stretch it out. <laughs> but it, it but uh, I have to say, if anybody does have some tips on like keeping your pelvic consistently, like whatever it is. I've been doing diet and everything, trying to fuck with it. I just been tight always. It's never like giving oh, up. 
Yeah, it's never. I, it's biomechanics for sure, man. And you know, you're gonna have to go down the rabbit hole of it starts here, yeah, then man. you're like, you're hitting your hamstrings now. Then you might have to do a little work in your quads. Then yeah. fuck with your back. Well, my hip so flexors, put... I've been fucking hammering too, just because those bitches are like ridiculous. You know, since I've been working my hamstrings, I think what's happening is it's loosening the back, mm-hmm. and then my hip flexors now are fucking pulling in the front. So it's a vicious yep. cycle. But rolling your abs out helps out with all of that. All yeah. Absolutely, man. And it, it right from Kelly's thread, and it just made sense as soon as I heard him say it. He's like, we do foam rolling. It already been really popular when he he started coming up. Although he was innovative in a lot of ways. That's been around for a while. It's just self-massage, really. A lot yeah. of different ways to do it. But he was like, you don't ever see anyone do their abs. And damn near anyone who trains a good amount in any kind of normal gym is going to have tight abdominals. So it's that can be really useful other things and i know you do these doing bridges all sorts of variations from very like mild ones half bridges all the way up to a full bridge if you're that mobile and really good to stretch out your your abs another one they have us do because often at the end of a, a kickboxing or muay thai class we'll do some core work and then almost always they'll have us do a little cobra stretch at the end I don't know if that's actually the yoga term. That seems to be how they throw it out there. But just, you know, just relying on the ground and then up on your forearms or up on your arms. If you oh, have yeah. a, enough bend in your back, that's another pretty gentle one to, to stretch out the abs. It works well. But back to where you started, man, with the hamstrings, you absolutely should be doing Jefferson curls once so, or twice a week. So I've been thinking about that for sure. Yeah. I really been getting, thinking about it. I watched a couple of videos on it, and I think I, I, I'm definitely gonna have to entail that. Yeah, you watched 100%. me do that shit for yeah. literally for yeah. years, and I I rarely do them now. I do occasionally to stretch out, but it upped my hamstring mobility so much more than any stretching ever did. And it really is just it's a weighted stretch yeah. in a way. As much as I don't know why, I just ha- I'm not I, I don't know. I think once I start doing them, I'll be fine. But it's I don't know why things. because it's it, it's like it goes against all the deadlift programming and keeping your back straight and braced <laughs> that you've gone against. So you just ha- have to start excessively yeah. light. Like you saw just, me do it with uh, probably a 15 pound bar for, yeah, yeah. for a long time. Like definitely don't start with a 45 pound no, like no. bar. Start, I would say start with a, if you have a smaller bar or just a 10 or 15 pound kettlebell, the, the weight's really just to guide you. And it does when you get deep into the movement, it helps pull you into it. And just for, for the sake of people listening to this. So what it is a Jefferson curl really just looks like a super fucked up deadlift. So you're standing elevated <laughs> on a box. So your toes pointed right on the edge. Take a, a bar, dumbbells, a weight kind of weight doesn't really doesn't matter at all. Hanging that with straight arms, just like you're getting a deadlift, but instead of hinging at the hips, you curl down, segmenting each vertebrae. So you're going to start, point your chin down, curl your head, just work all the way down from there till you're fully piked, folded over, and then let it pull you into that stretch and then do the same thing on the way up in the reverse. Let each vertebrae stack one after the other. And I, I legit, I think that's one of the best mobility exercises out there. Like also it helps, so uh, like I would imagine just like even with myself, like me and you, I, I mean, I don't know how much you do it now. I actually don't do it as much as I probably should. But uh, you know how we would adjust our pelvic there we learned from Kelly's Tourette. Yeah, right? I, I did that last night, man. I just yeah, do yeah. that one all the time. It's yeah, his little so phone. Like, it's, if, if anyone wants a, like you're having lower back pain, just look up Kelly Tourette lower back tweak fix on YouTube. It's him and this way too jacked CrossFit girl that he's having demo it. <laughs> <laughs> and 
it, it's just a very quick little stretch sequence with a, a foam roller that will, will release pressure in your hips. It takes then takes pressure off your lower back. It's it's yeah. not a it's it's a band aid for sure. It's not something that will fix the root of the issue, no. but it can really give you some acute relief from lower back pain. Which I for mean, honestly, that's like what us I'll use. Amazing, that's, what, that's what I'll use. Like I'm saying, when I'm feeling like all fucked up and I'm training and my hips are all fucked up, I'll go in the back and I'll hammer that out real quick. And then a plus that uh, back bend, like you were talking about, where you're laying face down, you walk yourself up, fucking put that, you know, open your front front abs up and a little bit of the hip flexors if you can get deep enough. But um, it it it's, it it is a body awareness thing too, like doing things like that, which are really slow movements, and you got to feel yourself. Like uh, say with that, what we're talking about, where we kind of adjust the back or little band aid there, or just a quick fix. You got to really kind of feel what's going on there. You don't want to overdo it. You don't want to underdo it because you'd like to have that. You want to have a difference in it, but you don't want to have too much where all suddenly one side's looser than the other, yeah. whatever the fuck you did. So that Jefferson curl, I would say, would be a great thing for body awareness. I mean, I already know a lot about my back and stuff, but it probably would help me out even more like paying attention to each vertebrae, you know what I mean? Well, like, when you get your hamstrings decently stretched out too, so the movement is is the real magic of it. When you do, so uh, like a lot of mobility sequences, one of the, the best ways to approach it, do a few reps, whatever's appropriate for your, your level and weight, and then a hold at the end. So say 10 to 12 reps on the, the Jefferson curl, then hold for 30 seconds on that final rep in the bottom position. And when I, my, I really started to, to loosen my hamstrings up so I can do close to a, a pretty full front fold, then I'm hanging with a the weight there. It decompresses my, my spine in the exact same way hanging from an inversion table does, yeah. just from the, the opposite direction. But if I, if I stay there for a minute, and I can do this with no weight, just folding over in the regular like front fold hamstring stretch, if I stretch myself out a little so I get real nice and folded up and my my torso is is pretty much vertical i'll i'll get the exact same decompression and i couldn't tell you which vertebrae it is but uh one of the ones in my upper back always loosens up and i just get this little click that feels so good man yeah. and i don't have even though you gave me one back in vermont unfortunately was not able to bring it out with me i don't have an inversion <laughs> table anymore love those but uh now yeah, i can do I still it without use mine pretty equipment. regularly it's great so i, I yeah, learned awesome. something too i learned something too and i use i've been using the inversion table for fucking years like years like uh probably well over 10 years it's ridiculous my dad had one forever so i've been using it and i'm one of those guys i always fucked myself up so i always had to constantly keep tweaking my back but um, I found out there is a purpose to easing yourself into the, the deep hang. And what I mean oh, a yeah. deep hang is, right. see, so, so for some reason, I guess I was very naive to this, this idea of, of easing your way into it as normal. But yeah. uh, I would just fucking flip upside down and be, you know, if somebody was just holding me by my ankles, that's how I'm hanging, literally, just by yeah. my ankles. There's no support on my body at all. Dude, just same thing. I would go full Batman on it, just hang myself that's upside down doing. for a couple minutes. And once I did it for like, it was good, probably like three to five, somewhere in that range, got off and my back was way too stretched out. And instantly I was just like, oh, this is fucking off. Like I didn't throw it <laughs> yeah. out completely, but it, it wasn't good for, <laughs> for yeah. a couple of minutes. So, so, so now I like, I'll do four, I'll do four to set up my fifth. So like I'll still go into that just hanging by my ankle, but I'll literally go 
down a little bit, come back up four times before I go into that. And that for what you just said, I didn't don't want to overstretch shit. Don't want to fucking yeah. overdo it. And sometimes I won't even go all the way over anymore and you're still getting the benefits. I'm just the extreme guy where I'm like, oh yeah, let's fucking yeah, let's pull fucking all sleep, my joints apart. Sleep on this thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll sleep see, there. see if I can so, get taller. <laughs> so funny fucking story, I gotta tell you. Something that did happen with that damn table, right? I, ha- I had that fucking thing set up at Jared's at, my, at a friend's over here in Colorado. And uh, I set it up in the garage real quick when I was living over there. So this was about a year ago. And uh, <laughs> the fucking thing fell over with me in it because it wasn't on the most bounce ground. So my feet are locked in. I'm totally upside down. I'm, f- I'm fucking leaning into the building because it tilted over. So now I'm hanging like sideways (laughs) by my fucking legs, like tied up in this metal contraption here. And uh, I had to literally handstand my ass in the position I was in, walk the thing over about three feet so I could stand it up (laughs) using the door. It was fucking insane, man. Handstands for survival, man. (laughs) It was like I don't know how else I would have got out of it because I couldn't sit up because there was a bar going across my face, and uh, (laughs) so I like couldn't I couldn't do a side bend and around it while lifting my. It just wasn't gonna work, and uh, I literally thought I was gonna be trapped there until I handstand myself out of it. All I have to say is just make sure it's on level fucking ground, people. Make sure (laughs) everything is all set. Oh shit, man! My cousin had a a dope basement gym when we were little kids. His dad had the a whole big ass basement filled with with equipment. They had one of those in there, and it was actually so when I was real little, like four or five, I climbed right up over that thing. Didn't know what it was. Like I said, it was way. I was before I would have had any idea about any kind of weights. Flipped me right thing. over. Unfortunately, there were some like fucking pillows tossed, like just by chance that I landed on. I would have landed on my head on the concrete. Oh but man! The uh, the better part about that was we were probably like sixth grade, middle school, whatever. A couple of years down the road, he uh, his stepdad actually at the time he he would use that thing. And me and my my cousin have been fucking around with it. So being like 12 or whatever, we shortened it up, got on it, left it there. And then his uh, his stepdad goes, hops on the thing and flips over. And he's probably like 6'2", roughly like decently tall guy, just slams his head on the ground <laughs> and came up so, so hot. And he was so mad at us. Like, just heated. Like, I could have died. We were fucking, we could have died, man. Like, don't be dramatic. And he was kind of fucking died. annoying. So it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. That is, that's good shit. But yeah, we have, uh, we have our mutual friend, our, our mutual friend, Tom, right there. Fucking, he, he's tall as fuck. He's pretty tall. He's like 6'5 you know, or something, skinny bastard. But, uh, he tried it out and he fucking took out my ceiling because I had to make it long enough for him. And for me, it's fucking fine. You've even done it in that area, but I had to max the machine out for him and fucking stabbed his feet right into the right into the roof. I was like, "Son of a bitch!" I'm like, God damn, man, be be shorter. Like what the fuck? And he was still like all lanky. His arms. It was it was hilarious. It was the best fucking thing. I mean, I know you're laughing because you can picture this, but a fucking dude. He's like, 
You know, he's like 6'5", like 180 pounds, 190 pounds, fucking lanky. He's all over the place. His arms are endless. It's, Dude, it's Tom Burke's a surprisingly good athlete, at least back when he, he used to do athletic shit, but he looks goofy as fuck, man. So the thing he is, though, the guy is super <laughs> tall and stuff, and he can, he, can move, he can move himself pretty well. You know, I know, I know a lot of people that are really tall. Like, there's a couple people in the gym. I had this guy at 6'9 in the fucking gym. Like, he doesn't even know where he begins or ends. Like, I don't know how the fuck he gets through his day. You know what yeah. I mean? Then I also have people that are like five two that don't know where the fuck they begin or end. But you know, yeah, it's it, just it's, it's really just because they've been conditioned out of it though. Even the really unathletic people, like you still have a human body. Like it still works. The joints all move at the same spot. Like, yeah, you might not be able to run quite as fast or jump quite as high as someone who's a really good athlete, but that's just because they've legit deconditioned themselves from a very young age like oh so they got put in shitty shoes maybe if they were the really unathletic kid didn't do anything athletic they're so they're sitting at the computer or doing whatever for most of their lives and it totally fucks your physiology when you do so, that so <laughs> i do have a fucking thing to, to like just run by real quick and not to be mean to anybody but man this fucking drives me crazy like sometimes people come in okay and this specific person that i experienced is part of the Air Force, okay? Mm -hmm. Part of the fucking Air Force, defending our country, all this crazy shit, whatever the fuck's going on. Doesn't whatever fucking war we're in right now. Yeah, whatever the, <laughs> whatever fucking five, six wars we're in, whatever the bullshit's going on, whatever. This guy's supposed to fucking protect us. He doesn't know how to fucking like how to do a like a push-up with an example beside him, broken down to knees with the with the support and and uh, example over and over, like people that cannot, like, say squat. Wait, was he active duty Air Force? Active fucking duty, man. Like in, in hold it. Up. I thought any military oh it just God. came with doing lots of push-ups. Yeah, you that just, me, man. I so, thought like, that was just standard. It's, like, it's fuck, yeah, you can, you know, one thing about it, this guy just couldn't do one to begin with. Another thing about it, people from the Air Force and the other fucking military base around here I won't be naming shit. Okay, I won't be naming it. Of but course, probably, I didn't. I won't. <laughs> name anyone particularly but i have two of my closest friends are marines one's out now but they and this might just be marine thrown shade i think they they're definitely like a very proud branch and well deserved yeah. of the the in the military but they they always told me that the air force was by far the softest branch and not on i'm not saying specifically like everyone in the air force of course everyone in the air force and stuff but they said it was the easiest training to get into most of it like they had well, that's what i've well, been told too i've been yeah, told that I I, too, I, I'm, I even talking, I'm even talking military like uh like like what i'm seeing i just can't believe is accepted so like a full push-up people i just want to explain this how is you in the fucking Air Force out doing a push-up? I don't understand. That's so, how you had to do like, so can't do do like a thousand every morning. And then like, dude, like people that are in the military that have to work out every day and do their fucking PT and all that shit. What? Why are they? Why is there no hip movement in a push-up? How's there no fucking hip movement in a push-up? Who's accepting that? You like, know what I mean? are, are you first? Just just to go back, we need to paint the picture. Are you talking about doing push-ups off your knees too? No, like, no. What? I'm talking about doing right, a regular push-up. And there's no fucking hip movement. How in, like? So he's just hinging at the hip and going down forward. And, going, and that's oh, who I've seen man. probably like five or six. I, elbows all flared out too. Yeah. 
Well, no, sometimes they do it really close. So it's just tricep that they're pushing with. So they're not even fucking, even when I tell them how to fucking put their hands and stuff, it's just tricep and it's their hips are still. You know what the remedy for that is real quick? Just make them pause at the bottom of a rep in the middle. If he pauses and be like, why are your hips still in the same place? Bring those down with the rest of your body. Stop. (laughs) Stay That's there. A good one. I didn't now think about that. I'm gonna make them pause when they're up and be like, so "Look, just look call like them back." Yeah, call them touch and go push-ups or pause push-ups, whatever you you yeah, like best when you're I training will. people. But yeah, just yeah. be like, throughout, be like, "All right, I don't know what you have them do, but say you're having them do 30 push-ups, just be like, "All right, I'm gonna throw pauses." So whenever you yell pause, they all have to fucking stop, and then you can correct their everyone's position at the bottom. Make them. I do just that feel shit. like every human being should have enough awareness of your body to do a fucking put like even if you can't physically do the push-up because you don't have the strength Dude, i almost you feel gotta like be a able baby to could do a push-up before they could walk i don't know don't have any kids <laughs> like, that's probably not have, true I but mean, like, i feel like, like you should be like because you yeah. know what i mean it's, it's the <laughs> easiest easiest body weight movement ever except for I maybe just like can't fucking rock. comprehend man like you got a couple people that look like they're fucking the ground when they're doing it like literally fucking the ground like I don't know what goes on. I don't. I don't know why or where we lost connection with our mind and body or what. But my thing is, is if you're seeing it, if I'm watching somebody doing it right beside me and getting it broken down for me, I don't know how much fucking further I can go with helping my push well, up. You know? <laughs> you know, I agree with you 100%. But to to be fair, and this is is talking about more advanced stuff. Think about it. So maybe someone who's really not well-trained, they've never had any good guidance, never done it themselves. Think about how much we learned from doing handstands when we started filming that shit. Being like, I feel like I'm fucking perfectly straight. Like, it's a perfect handstand. True. You look at it and you're like, all leaning to the side. That, that is to be not, not like yeah. Also, I think it's the very beginner version of that. You know what I mean? He might legitimately think he's doing a, a normal push-up every time, but if he saw that, if you pulled up the fucking camera I'm footage, fucking start Jimmy, doing it. Pull my fucking phone out. I'm gonna. Everybody's getting their so fucking. I would start with the pauses. <laughs> that doesn't work. They could go to filming these motherfuckers. <laughs> right off, that could, could throw the wrong message. <laughs> For sure. For sure. So I, I I don't come across to any any of the people crazy or anything. I hundred percent support. If you're there working out, you're doing it. I love it. You fucking keep keep doing you making those gains. But the one thing that I'm just saying is. You got to have that mentality to better yourself in any way well, possible all the time. Part of it too, it man. Good. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we've been on this. This is one of the things that, that we related early on about uh, about training, but a lot of stuff. But for me, it was always like, if you're going to do it, get the most out of your time. So if you're going to go put 30 minutes in at the gym, don't get 15% of the, the 100%. You get it at if you just make a few tweaks. Like That's why – and I've, I've had so many uh, – low-key arguments with people over the years about well it's good that they're just in the gym the the fat lady's just going to walk on the treadmill no that's terrible to me if she just goes and walks on the treadmill does nothing else for her her movement and then probably all that's going to do is when she goes home she's going to eat more shitty food than she would have normally because she's like oh, i deserve it i'm from the gym i just watched the cake channel for 30 yeah. minutes walking on the fucking treadmill now i'm gonna go bake one of those fuckers and eat the whole goddamn thing so just go and do something in at least an attempt to do it correctly and to get the maximum benefit because it'll be about the same effort either way like it is true and just because you you just touched on too just because you did a couple big hurrahs doesn't mean you deserve shit okay 
You don't you don't work out one time and deserve yourself a fucking dessert, okay? You, you, it's not how that it works. works. That, <laughs> yeah, that was a, a completely sarcastic statement. You I know, I know, about, but yeah. that that's literally how people think. 100% and, all the time. The oh, other, I worked out. I could drink fucking a six-pack tonight, no problem. I worked that out. Is, that's completely foolish, but another, uh, another side of it that is legit, and that's why I framed it in that way, even though I was halfway joking in that, of course. Like, yeah, don't yeah. ever... Don't ever watch the Cake Channel at the gym. That's just something we saw these old but ladies But that's something we gym. see, yeah. It was so annoying. But, it used uh, to drive us fucking crazy. Yeah, we like, why is the Cake Channel on again? Like, can we just get some sports center? And Please. guys, we're not even but, fucking around. It was literally the Cake Channel. Like, yeah. how do we make a triple, double, fudge yeah. fucking brownie cake? Uh, you know? It was brutal. But the, the one thing, and I've noticed this myself so i know it applies to people who are unaware of it if i do certain types of workouts and for me it would be heavy squats or long endurance stuff like a long trail run i'm ready to eat the fucking house so if you do that in a poorly formulated way without being really aware of your nutrition before after and what the workout is so a lot of times people will do that and there's a it's actually a study that i always go back to because it, it kind of really opened me up to this initially Casual runners, and this is a study on like middle-aged people in the U.S. ran like three or four times a week, like the normal, like go for your morning jog or whatever. Gained weight over a decade. It was a long-term study, and I'm like, how do these motherfuckers have a legit running habit? Like, and they weren't, yeah. they yeah, they weren't like seriously training for anything, but they're like they keep after it. But they still, and it was specifically gaining fat around the midsection, the kind you don't want for, obviously, because it looks terrible, but more so because all the indications of the of metabolic disease, diabetes, all that shit, you don't want fat hanging out there. It's the bad fat in your body. And if you eat a normal American diet, it doesn't matter if you run every day of the week outside of like being a marathon runner or some shit, just like the average person, you'll still get fatter. Your metabolism will still get fucked. You're not doing yourself any good like that. So that's goes right, right back to how we started with this. It's like, if you're going to do something like that, do it intelligently. Like people like that, they need to sub at least two or three of those days out of the week and do some light strength training. That's it. Yeah. Would solve all those issues. And like I said, cause it'd be very easy to, either feel like you deserve it or even if you're you say you're a totally disciplined person actually to stimulate more ghrelin which is a hunger hormone and be hungrier than you normally would so you actually eat you eat more calories than you burned in your workout earlier so you're overeating more than you would if you just sat on your fucking ass and done nothing yeah. <laughs> so it, it's kind of like it's it's like being doubly unproductive with yourself if you you do that kind of shit so yeah, it's just being being aware of what you're doing and what you want to get out of it and then putting the necessary inputs to get the result, which for most people is just to be a little healthier, maybe a little thinner, a little more muscular, whatever your like ba basic health and fitness goals in. You just have to think about it like that. And is doing shitty form push-ups going to do anything for me? No. If anything, it's just going to put you you out of balance and create all these problems that the reason we like to talk about this shit too is because I don't want people making, I made so many stupid mistakes in the gym. All the time. Just don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we talk start, about how the reason why we know all this shit, how to fix ourselves and stuff is because we, we fucked ourselves up. Almost so all of it. You know? <laughs> and we, we both did start training pretty young. You started training when you were like 12. I started yeah. really training when I was 15. So it's, you, no one, of course, we unless we had a, a great coach and you did have some pretty good guidance from I your dad. I had some pretty good I'm, guidance, was, yeah. I didn't have any. 
I had zero when I started. It was just the weight room with my buddy and the sh- terrible little weight room we had at our high school. I'd say we just do s- little circuits on this this shit. So it wasn't until really freshman year of college. Yeah, I'm, that summer I started doing more free weights. And then that year I started just slowly gaining more and more knowledge. And a lot of it was from talking to people at the gym, seeing exercises, and then go looking them up for myself. And then naturally, like... I'm enough common sense that I can can sort out the the bullshit from someone instantly being like, all right, I saw this exercise. I know this is a good strength coach. He's talking about using it cool. Then I try it in my routine, see if it works for me. And then yeah. the knowledge has just grown from there where I couldn't even begin to think of how many books and, and podcasts and videos and all sorts of random shit I've knowledge I've accumulated about fitness over the years now. He says been been over a decade with this shit. So it's just keeping the goal in mind. And then if you don't have any idea how to get there, you know, the best thing to do would be hire a trainer. A lot of people, that's not an option for whatever reason. Maybe they just don't want to pay for it. Maybe they don't have the time. Talk to someone at the gym. It'd be like, no, you won't get good advice every time, but just be common sense enough. Be like, this guy said to do it this way. Give it a quick Google search. And you'll be able to verify if it's a shit exercise or not. Yeah. Like, it's not hard at all. And hell, man, like and we just, just said, the one, of the, one of the biggest things, too, is uh, you either film yourself. I mean, I'm sure somebody at the gym wouldn't mind filming you one time off, after, off of a couple of reps or but something. But you have to just even to go off understand of that. the form for, that's like, true. understand, yeah, the Well, that's what I was of thinking of, like, connecting it all. Tool. So you yeah. film it, you watch it on YouTube, you listen to the guy's opinion about whatever the fuck workout you're doing, and then put it all together in the best way it fits for you. And for real, it's, it is just too easy. If you don't have anyone at the fucking gym you want to ask, just take a fucking video. Even if you don't want to post that shit, you make it private, send it to our Instagram. We'll tell you if it's if, if you're oh, yeah. on the right track or not. That'd be Hell yeah. absolutely the easiest shit ever. Uh, like I, said, I just like helping people avoid a lot of the mistakes I made. So again, they can get oh, more out of their effort. Like Don't get the... The 15, 20 percent when you could get 95 percent out of the same time and effort. So. You know, sometimes, to be honest, I want to help other people so much that when I'm doing it, I'm like, why the fuck am I not doing this yet? Like, all that happens to me all the fucking time. I have my I almost I help people more than I help myself for sure. For sure. Yeah, well, I've I've been training with a few guys in the weight room uh, bef- like before Muay Thai classes and shit. And I've done some. I mean, they're not anything, no, no crazy exercises, but stuff like that Bulgarian split squat, one leg deadlifts and shit. Show them how to do it right. And I'm always like, yeah, I know you didn't understand this exercise. You've never done it before. I'm teaching you how to do it. But if you see me not doing something that I just told you, please tell me. Because, again, yeah. I don't have a fucking secondhand view on myself. I can't tell if my hip is a little out of line because it feels like it's perfectly straight right now. And I'm not checking every single session with, with the video on my fucking phone. So I'll do that once every few weeks at most. I should do it more. So yeah. I always, and it's a weird thing to communicate because they're like, you just showed me how to do the exercise perfect. Just do it. And I'm like, I can. I usually, if, if I can teach it to you, I'll do it pretty close to proper form. But you still always will slip on little things. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, I, right. I appreciate it when people remind me, much less I would have I would have given anything back in the day for someone to teach me how to do some some exercises right. Mm-hmm. But man, we're uh we're getting close yeah, to the time we have today. We need to do one more gym related topic. This will be a, a pretty much entirely training based podcast like a lot of ours are. But we're gonna <laughs> switch gears a little bit and talk some gym fashion, man, functional fashion. So you picked out the nobles. It's getting to be a really popular brand yeah. in uh, of trainers lately. 
started getting promoted through through crossfit and another thing like i mentioned before it's very easy to shit on crossfit i like to clown on crossfit as much as i like to clown on canadians i like both of them you know what i mean they're just easy targets one of the awesome things that's come from crossfit is all this dope gym equipment is now in normal gyms and there's crossfit boxes everywhere where you can get rings olympic lifting platforms all kinds of cool stuff whether or not some of the workouts they do on them are fucking absurd that doesn't matter (laughs) the equipment so there's still there's a lot of positives to be taken out of it just like these shoes they got pushed out from that originally and now they're just uh they're just general trainers but they look uh they look dope you showed them to me last time so what do you think so so i have to say too they don't just do shoes i have uh, some shorts of theirs too real good real good quality shorts like fucking you can work out, they're comfortable, they fit just right. You can get them in multiple sizes, lengths, whatever you need. And the material is fucking rugged. It's rugged. Yo, it's, it's getting way better, stuff. but get, just getting the perfect pair of gym shorts is hard. And it's, it's mainly because, especially if you've developed your physique yeah. at all, everyone's built a little different. Like, yeah. uh, like a large. Me, I'm fucking really wide. But exactly. I, I but you're 5'9, like 200 pounds. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm six feet, probably maybe a little taller, and and a buck seventy five. A large is gonna fit us both very different. Even though yeah. you might need a large for the waist to fit, I need it for that shit to be long enough. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, exactly. having so it just made me think. Aubrey Marcus posted uh something just just a couple of days ago. So yo, I got sick of looking. This is it's dope that a guy like that can do it. He's the uh, the CEO of On It. Partners yeah. with with Rogan on that for for anyone who doesn't know. He was like, I finally got sick of of trying to find a pair of gym shorts that just fit me perfect. I was like, fuck it, I'll just make my own. <laughs> you can buy them if you want. So if there's anyone <laughs> built like him, buy his shit. If there's <laughs> any, like, if you find a pair that fits perfect from Noble, buy that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It was and just that's what you have to do. You have to fucking just try dude, it out. All like, through high school, think about it. All we were rocking, and it was, it's definitely, it was a shit that was in style back then for gym clothes. It was just like baggy basketball shorts, which really it. sucked, man. They're, yeah, they did. They're, they're always really in the stuff. fucking way. They're baggy. Yeah. You know, they're, it's a they're bunch of crap. Fuck, man. And that's yeah. the same thing <laughs> with our shoes, man. Like we we talk about lems all the time. That's more of a casual thing, but you could definitely work out with them if you really wanted to. I, I've done it a few times in emergency cases. Yeah, just I've been once, man. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. So it's pretty versatile, yeah. and that's what I like. I like things that look good, feel good, and that are versatile. Like my my Vibrams. You know, I, I really fucking wore the shit out of them. I right now, right now currently, I own so, 12 Vi- pairs of the toe shoes, everyone's yeah. seen at this point. The most functional trainer out there. Nothing is going to get closer to the barefoot feel outside of maybe just fucking socks. No. They look like trash. I, can't, I, can't I don't wear mind that when I'm training. Else. I've Yeah, I've put in a lot of hours in the gym. Gyms legitimately all over the country and had a lot of random people be like, what are those? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, I seen things shoes, still these right? days. Like, I legit, I wouldn't have bought them. Someone bought a pair for me right after they came out when they were like 180 bucks. I was like, totally not worth it for toe shoes. Now they're like, you can get them anywhere from like 30 to 80, but they're, yeah, they're, they're goofy as fuck, man. So it is nice to have like good trainers and there's a lot of options for, for footwear now too, that also look halfway decent too. Like, because as much as like both of us, as both of us have rocked Vibrams in public many times. 
Oh, I do still, all the time. Yeah, I do yeah, every yeah. single day. Like I, yeah, I, I wear ugly, them for training. Uglier looking piece of fucking footwear. <laughs> just <laughs> is what it is. You know, their their shoes with fucking toes. But see, for me, I don't. I, to me, it looks functional. So like that looks good to me. Functional shit looks good to so me. One of the I mean? one of the best black belts at at my gym. He uh. I don't think he competes anymore, but he's definitely one of the better guys there. Uh, like competed at a high level and did pretty well. He rocks those all the time, man. Yeah. <laughs> and like all the time. someone telling him his shoes. Dude, I go grocery shopping. Like... I do everything. Sometimes I'll forget. I just have them on. I'm fucking like wearing them right yeah, out. Yeah, they they're still comfortable. And I, I also, I'm that fucking guy. I don't do as bad as I used to be, mainly just because fucking stepped on a cactus out here and that shit <laughs> sucked. But I'll go barefoot anywhere I fucking can. Like, no, I'm not gonna try to walk up in a restaurant without shoes on or some shit. But I love going barefoot, man. Yeah, see, see, I, like, I feel you. I like being barefoot where I know, like, I don't go out yeah, in public anything barefoot. I, I'm not even got that brave, but I love my vibe. I am. I do live in Boulder too, so like, anytime in the warmer months, legit, no one is gonna look twice if you're anywhere barefoot. You know, like true. outside of like inside a store or some shit. But yeah, a lot of a strong hippie vibe here. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Back to the point though. So the no yeah. Bowls, so those you, no bowls, a, a week or two. They, so I got I got some. Uh, what are they? The canvas uh, trainers. They're the and high tops, nice. right? They they uh they're not really too high. They're not the high tops. The high tops are a little bit taller than that, and they're, they're they don't not have the a low cut ones. No, so they no, must be like the mids. They yeah, I would say they're mids if anything, because they're not as anywhere near as tall as my lens or anything. But they're they're definitely taller than a regular like running sneaker. So the one thing I have to say, I love I love the way they feel. They're light. They're fucking comfortable. They have a nice wide box toe. Was- the, yeah, the camp trainers do. Um, the, the trainers themselves do. I think the other ones are a little bit more narrow, so that's why I went with the canvas trainers. And uh, they just are really comfortable. Like it's it's it it's really nice to have a shoe like that. I've never worn a shoe like this. I've only wore well, I guess Lems would be a shoe, but the Lems and uh, Vibrams that made my feet feet feel this comfortable. One thing I do have to say about these things is I don't know if it's just because I have an awkwardly wide foot. My foot's very wide. I have like this fucking crazy muscle on the side of my pinky toe side. It really pushes out. My, the shoe is very accommodating to it, but I cannot get my foot in that motherfucker to save my life. Like I literally have to undo almost all the laces beside mm. my foot in the shoe. That is the only thing, the only yep. thing I have. With those shoes. Other than that, they are fucking perfect. I, I love them. I love them. I, I would. I would definitely, or I will be getting another pair. They look good. They fit. They feel good. And Dude, every- I want those ones with the camo soles. Fucking yeah. love that shoe. Yeah, and it, and make sure uh, whatever you do, like like I said, I think the other ones because I've seen them. A lot of people wear them at the gym and stuff. They're they're a little more narrow. The can't the trainers. The trainer ones are a little wider. Little wider box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and similar to you and it's gotten worse since i've been doing so much barefoot training wearing fucking vibrams all that shit for years now my feet were already wide to begin with they've gotten wider like one of the best yeah, gym options for normal people are just chuck taylor's because i got a totally flat sole don't so they're great to squat and deadlift for me they're just way too narrow i just yep. rip straight up rip the front of the shoe out every pair i've had i mean so. i blow my vibrams out all the time usually blow mm-hmm. them out either from by my uh, inside of my heel or up by my pinky toe because my feet are so fucking wide now. Like if you take your hand and look at it and then spread all your fingers apart, I can do that with my toes about the same distance as I can with my hands now. Because I wear these things now. I've uh, been training at nine round for over two years now and I wear them every single day. 
every single mm-hmm. day. There's not one like not one day that I don't work out where vibrant. So it really has changed my feet big time. Yeah, and that your your toes should be able to articulate like that. Like, obviously not Most, as long yeah, yeah, as fingers, nobody, but they should you should have the very least be able to have all your toes separate and lift the the big toe by itself like if your foot was flat on the ground and then lift the other four by themselves too that would be like the minimum requirements for your foot to be like kind of working right yep and not too hard to do but but if you look at so many like so many people have issues with a lot of people's feet are just fucked now man they're it's not quite as bad but it always makes me think of the old uh that old Chinese shit where they would bind oh, yeah. the, the girls' feet to make them like four inches long. They look like they have fucking hooves, weirdest shit ever. But it's like the, the low-key version of that. A lot of the, the normal shoes that people wear now, especially if you're like, say that business vibe, male or female, but you're having like a, a constrictive leather shoe that you wear most of your time when you're not in the house, that shit just contorts your foot it's just having it's a cast ridiculous on it. i have to say i i like wearing i have this pair a couple pairs of leather shoes i fucking like them i'll wear them still but man my feet fucking oh, kill me because i so got a pair of i actually have two now i have two one pair of like loafers leather they're they're decent looking like i got them for a, a wedding last summer with a, a wider toe box they're from a, a company i don't think they're around anymore but those ones are dope and don't have a, a big big chunky heel on them either and then uh, I also have a pair that I've had for a few years, all leather shit from Vivo. Vivo Barefoot, that's another really popular minimal shoe company. They're the comfiest shit ever. Yeah. Only same thing there. The only thing about those are a little hard to get on because they fit your feet perfect. And they're made yeah. cut out of their hand cut out of just straight leather. So I have a couple. It's just about how the shoe's built. And Think about uh, if anyone is totally unfamiliar with any of the shit we're talking about, about feet and like minimal shoes and all that shit, heel drops. Just think more like a, an old school moccasin. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Something that just protects your feet, basically gives it an extra sole, but doesn't restrict the movement in particular, doesn't raise the heel up very much, and gives your t- toes room to, to spread out and actually plant how they're supposed to. That, that stuff I keep bringing up the uh the WEC method i've been digging into some of the exercises that are coming out of that and in a lot of movements you do you want the pressure on your foot going basically a couple inches back from the the two two toes in on your the outside of your foot you yeah. don't want to be if you're you're pushing on the the br- through the force going down through like the bridge of your foot like the big toe back to heel you have shit balance. The force has to be gone. It's the same concept as like when you're squatting, how you want to rotate out through the ground to get that rotational power too. The pressure should be directed through. It's another, uh, they actually in totally different context. I would talk about it in Qigong classes that I was taking. I called it like kidney one or something, the connection from that part of your foot up to your kidney. It's just that part in the, the outer front part of your foot is where most of the pressure should be going down. And almost any athletic movement yeah i would say definitely i feel like i i'm very aware of that but i do i have to say man i gotta get cranking i gotta fucking go fucking visit the john before i get going to work so I just yeah. <laughs> can't go can't go into train people too heavy man no, I can't go <laughs> so, ahead. Can't yeah that. we uh yeah we'll wrap this one up here man lots of uh lots of good training talk there it's as a always a few yeah, other yeah yeah a few other training related things that i wanted to hit on that we'll just have to save for a future one 
But yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be back again soon, man. We've been been feeling good on this lately. So anyone who wants to get at us, Instagram would be the best at the moment. Green Mountain Views on Instagram. Search GMV anywhere you can get a podcast, and our feed will pop up there. And like I said, anyone is curious about fucked up form and exercise, just make an Instagram video and send that shit to us. Hell yeah, so man. So you can do it private if you don't want to post it. Tell you if your form is trash or not. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it probably this. is, but that's the point, right? Basically, I do <laughs> yeah. fucked up exercises all the time. And then if I don't catch it, I'll eventually hurt myself and then have to correct it. It's so like one way or the other, you can either stop correct. doing it or correct that shit. So, yeah, anyone, uh, any questions, anything at all, hit us up on on Instagram. And, yeah, we'll be back again soon. So we out of here. Peace.